Welcome to CS Joseph Podcast. I'm your host, CSJ, because obvious. And we are answering our Accolade member questions. Uh, every month they get a question that they get to submit to me, and I do a video response, and everyone on YouTube and on the podcast gets to uh, gain from the uh, the question, the, the results of the question, the answer. So that's pretty awesome. If you want to end on that, csjoseph.life forward slash members, become a journeyman, and then become an Accolade from there. If you're already an Accolade or already a journeyman, go to csjoseph.life forward slash portal, and then access the Accolade page from there and upgrade your account. That being said, let's get right on to the question because hashtag no one likes a sales pitch and probably everyone already skipped to it because it was within the first 40 seconds of this video. Uh, but yeah, what is the wisest way to study as an INFP? Uh, to define this question, quote, to study your content, to study individuals, to study health, training, money. What I'm not meaning with this question is study in a official degree way. Should an INFP use programs for notes, handwrite it, and use folders? Okay, I kind of see where uh, this guy is coming with uh, from, you know, what, where he's coming from with this question. I was a little confused and I actually emailed him asking him to like, okay, well, what do you mean by that? Because I already did like a, an educational uh, question to that end. Um, but uh, when it comes to an INFP, there is one one thing that absolutely needs to be done in order for them to have a really good experience, uh, you know, and be able to retain the information and be successful in any area of study. This is in an official capacity or an unofficial capacity. But the answer is immersion. Immersion. You need to immerse their FI and immerse their introverted sensing in the specific content that they are studying. It's not good enough for them to just, you know, hunt and peck or pick and choose. I mean, for example, INFPs, when they read books, they almost always skip to the very end because they're triple outcome. They like to read the ending first. Uh, they, uh, they'll, they'll read a few chapters here and there, but will they actually spend the time to consume all the content when they're younger? Not so much when they're older. Absolutely, because they realize just how wise it is for them to do that because they themselves discover over time how important it is to immerse themselves within that content and how, and, and like, it's really important because in order to make the content, like in order for them to study properly, they have to make the content that they're studying to actually like become a part of them. They have to become one with the content, almost like me becoming like a, a method actor of uh, process to a point. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a really, it's a really big deal. And, uh, <sighs> Being immersive, I mean, goes goes somewhat, like, for example, you know, you look at Robert Greene, he wrote uh, The 48 Laws of Power. He devoted his life to anthropology and basically getting himself immersed in anthropology in every single perspective. It had nothing to do with war. It had nothing to do with power. It had nothing to do with seduction or intrigue or these things or the laws of human nature or anything that he writes uh, you know, within his books, he had to immerse himself in anthropology entirely before he before he chose specific niches with which he would write his opinions on. And his opinions are now stored in those books, and they're like the top selling books in the world, short of the Bible. The Forty Eight Laws of Power uh, is the second most selling book in the entire world, and eventually, I imagine it will probably uh, go above uh, go above the Bible uh, in sales in the very near future. So, like it, it really, it really comes down 
to it really comes down to immersion you have to just throw yourself at it and it's not just good enough to you know cherry pick or be a little specific or only read what you need i mean an enfp can get away with that but not an infp an infp really needs to have the perspective of boiling the ocean they really need to boil the ocean if they're not going to consume or boil the entire ocean and just do like a small lake or a river or a little taste it's not good enough they have to do the entire thing they have to look at every nook and cranny about the specific subject matter so that they themselves can become a subject matter expert and it's only after they've become a subject matter expert and you know sometimes people think like you know after they become a, an SME it's at that point their opinion is actually valuable and they can start you know talking about it and doing areas of study uh, to you know to the like etc but the reality of the situation is is that you know a lot of people don't really realize they, they don't really realize uh, that you know hey they don't realize when they've become the subject matter expert especially te inferiors and i think this is actually the thing that gets in the way of infp study is because they're trying to figure out like okay i'm triple outcome so when have i arrived at the point where i'm a subject matter expert and really there's really no real way to actually know there really isn't so tony robbins his approach i'm going to talk about the tony robbins approach and the frank abagnale approach the uh, the tony robbins approach is is that quote people are rewarded in public for what they have practiced for years in private if you're going to go with the robert green approach with his book mastery you want to get at least ten thousand hours in your subject of study and that's basically journeyman level mastery is 20 20 000 hours how many how much time did uh, Robert Greene have to invest in his study of anthropology before, be, before he was able to write the, the second highest selling book in the history of the world? You see what I'm saying? Like just how far did he actually have to go to accomplish that? So that, that matters. It really, really matters. You could say, but the, but the reality of the situation is, is that, you know, that's how to like be a subject matter expert. But then there are people out there who want to look like a subject matter expert, like Frank Abagnale. And, you know, he taught, I think it was at Columbia University. He taught at Columbia, and I think it was physics or chemistry or something. And he had no idea how to do the subject. But all he did was just read one chapter ahead of the class, basically. And that's how he was able to be a university professor. And that's technically good enough from a subject matter expert point of view. It's good enough, but it still isn't the entire kit and caboodle. It is not boiling the ocean, which is what an INFP absolutely needs to do. The INFP needs to absorb the entire perspective and everybody's potential perspectives around a particular subject so that they themselves become one with the subject. And only after they have accomplished that, at that moment, their study is complete because they're able to use their FI hero and their introverted sensing child at the same time to develop a narrative that speaks principles that they've been able to derive as a result of becoming the subject matter expert. And it's really only at that point where they've reached mastery that they can actually do that. They could probably do it as a journeyman, but at mastery level, that's really what it is. And in order to gain mastery, and as I recommend any INFP read the book Mastery by Robert Greene, who is an INFP, once they've gained mastery, it's at that point really that they've completed their study. And if you really want to know, like, okay, so that's like 15 to 25,000 hours, so just about 20,000 hours, basically. Okay. Now, should an INFP use programs for notes and handwriting use folders? Yes, of course. 
keep track of everything, reference thing. It's all about reference points. This is one of the areas of TE inferior that INFPs really struggle with is that they just don't understand like how important reference points are. So they need to store up their reference points and keep track of the reference points. Uh, you know, it's almost like they have to live their life like an annotated bibliography, basically. Literally structure all of your study from an annotated bibliographical format and then you will be able to find the information you need and it'll actually help you reach mastery faster. And, you know, I, I really, really maintain, you know, that you do this, you know, as an INFP. It will, it will guarantee success in your life. But again, none of that matters if you're not going to, quote, practice for years in private. You know, the NI way is to just, you know, be one chapter ahead of the class. But the NE way is to boil the ocean, which is really what an INFP should do. It also helps them develop their expert intuition parent, makes it more responsible, makes them better human beings, makes them wiser in the long run. And ultimately, as a result of their any parent being developed as INFPs, they themselves would literally become the physical manifestation of the metaphysical invisible hand that literally is able to guide the future of this culture or any culture for that matter. They literally will be able to change the world with their value system and their opinions. But the only way that's going to happen is if they reach mastery. And the only way that's going to happen is if they seek out total immersion. So anything that actually interests them, maybe political intrigue, who knows, like Robert Greene, that's what got him into uh, anthropology, is absolutely literally what has to be that guiding force for the INFP. But again, without immersion, which was which is required for mastery the INFP will not be successful and will not reach mastery you need total immersion in the subject whatever subject that is you intend to study that is absolutely critical as INFPs so so yeah anyway folks uh, just also a little quick announcement um, we are bringing back the CSJ uh, meetup groups it will be in Washington State uh, so because uh, I've been moving around, I uh, really like uh, the place that uh, I'm going to be hosting uh, them at. Uh, probably going to happen about uh, twice a month, maybe once a month, once or twice a month, probably twice a month, uh, where I'll be physically there uh, hosting uh, meetups. So if you folks want to get in on that, check your email uh, for the link uh, to the uh, meetups, and we will have those events uh, planned ahead of time, and they'll be absolutely fantastic. So. Hopefully I can meet you members of the community face to face and have those conversations just like we used to do in the Bay Area and in Sacramento since like I no longer live there. So anyway, uh, yeah, just a little announcement for you folks there. And uh, thanks for watching, folks. I hope this uh, episode was informative and uh, answered some questions. I'll see you guys tonight on Discord as usual. Later. <laughs>